And welcome into Kindred Spirits here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. None of you were, out, were at the break, but apparently uh, John just took a COVID test while we had a little break on our live stream. I did, so. and this is a reward for the live viewers. <laughs> the podcast viewers, this is not exciting TV, but for those of you who are joining us, in 15 minutes, you too will know whether or not I have the COVID, but I don't, you know, we'll see. No, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I hope. I hope it isn't. I hope not. I'm over. I'm I'm over. I'm over the pandemic so far. So there you cross go. your fingers, uh, folks. F in the chat for my for my good luck for my good luck streak. Pot, which, let's talk about that soccer instead of this this COVID. <laughs> we normally ask how your weekend get, but we already we covered that. We we all had a good weekend, a good soccer weekend. I had a cold, wet soccer weekend watching my local soccer side. We all did the Mother's Day thing. I think we can move on. We can Happy move Mother's on. Day to those to those mother those practicing mothers out there. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Those who celebrate. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Washington Spirit. A, uh, I guess. Uh, well, we. I guess we last show we did we didn't come back for the for the semifinal of the Challenge Cup, which was which was a good result uh, for the Washington Spirit. VA, uh, a, a proving point for VAR for certain. However, yes. The missed yes, handball that led to extra time and penalties and and Aubrey having to take a penalty and scoring and <laughs> it was it was yeah. pretty wild. We probably should have been back for that, but it's okay. Yeah, I, I go I go I go a little back and forth. I need to watch I, I can't really find a good picture because on the handling call, technically the and I'm I'm doing this for the visual person. It is technically like to the sleeve of your shirt, basically, is where if it hits anywhere here, it is not technically handling. That's according to the laws of the game. It goes underneath her armpit, close, uh, but I, I, I think it's a little closer than some people are making it out to be, especially live and especially without VAR. Maybe VAR changes the game. Uh, NWSL, get get yourself some VAR. <laughs> it apparently costs a million dollars, at least a million dollars. You know what's worth it? VAR. Yeah, a million dollars per game. A million per... dollars investment total. Okay. Make it happen. I think now. <laughs> that's that's no, come on. Yeah, that's that's what. So how many owners do we have in the league right now? That's what a hundred thousand dollars like per owner. You're telling me like Michelle Kang. I'm hopeful that like some changes in ownership will push this. Even if the spirit like benefited from it in both games, well, yeah. sort of in both games, um, because uh, the the current on the other one we'll talk about they scored off the ensuing ca- uh, corner kick, so it really kind of evened out a little bit, uh, and also an own goal for that matter. Um, but I mean, to me, it just seems like it's 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 worth it. Uh, VAR is is, in my opinion, a good thing with how quick the game has come. Yes, there are some incidents issues. We had an MLS too. We had an issue um, in the Toronto Vancouver game uh, where a goal was called back uh, where the keeper clearly did not have possession of the ball. It's an issue. Uh, it was not a banner weekend for 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 any for any U.S. officials on any level. I'll just say that. Um, but. Uh, but John, so the so we talked a little about the semifinal game. Um, obviously, uh, Aubrey Kingsbury was the the hero, hero. of the game, the hero of the game, uh, making the the big save on the PK, uh, especially after I believe it was Tanya Alexander uh, missed the Tania. missed on with Tanya Alexander. Sorry, missed on the on her penalty kick, and then uh, Kingsbury came and made the save. Uh, so pretty, pretty big, uh, pretty big moment there. Uh, awesome in front of the fans over at Audi Field. Uh, the spirit move on, and then we get to the final, which was wow. It was a um, whole. It was a whole. <laughs> it was a whole uh, month of games loaded into one. I think. Uh, 
And, and it's one of those games, too, where the result is secondary to all the other elements of the game, which is great for a podcast, less so great for the viewer or the players playing involved in the game. Well, well, let's talk about a couple of the flashpoints. Um, obviously, uh, the refereeing was, was not good in this game. Um, there's the ensuing uh, tackle. Uh, I think it was it Sam was either was it Sam Staub on the tackle. Uh, very clearly fouls the Courage player who I, I can't remember her name though. She was really good in this game. Uh, again, kind of a kind of similar in a lot of ways I thought to their performance against um, uh, against Oil Rain. Kind of a, a down performance I think overall from the Spirit. I think this is I think this team is sort of welcoming uh, the break and, and just kind of to get to get players healthy because I think this team we talked about how deep this team is. I think their depth is finally finally started to run out a bit, and I think the energy levels uh, were not there. Obviously, you still had the great pass uh, from Trinity Rodman to set up Ashley Hatch on the goal, a really nice play. Uh, but overall, like I think Ashley Sanchez, I don't think she really had a great has had a great semifinal or final performance. I can't really recall too many moments with with her out there on the field. Uh, it, it it wasn't. It just it felt like kind of a sort of a down performance. We saw this team kind of rise up. I really almost wish they hadn't made it to the semifinals and finals. Even though all the players got a nice cash bonus, even the spirit players get a nice five thousand dollars. Which, if you're making you know thirty five thousand dollars as the minimum salary, is, is a pretty nice boost. I, I don't. I'm not sure Trini Rodman's with her contract necessarily notices it. Maybe she notices a little a little boost in, in revenue, but but. Uh, but basically, you know, I, I think it was just kind of a little bit of down performance. Do you, do you agree, John, or was it, were there things that maybe I missed? Uh, no, I, I mean, just to, it's Carolyn is the player who both scored and uh, was fouled, or ghost fouled and injured, uh, had her ankle snapped back. <laughs> By the way, she looks like she's going to be a very dangerous player for the Courage. Yeah. Uh, so, so eyes out there. I think it was, a, it was, and the Courage player said this after, I think Abby Ursig said this in the post game, basically like, you got to see two teams where it was all about fitness. It was all about who still had legs at the end of a very, very long preseason, which is what this is, regardless of what they call it. Uh, and I think the Spirit were gassed. They defensively were not as sharp as they normally were. Overloads were happening. Individual mistakes were happening. This was the this was the Spirit's worst game. And obviously it's their first loss in 20 games, so... That tells you something about how how it was the worst, but I don't. Uh, it would have been nice to win. I don't care so much about this tournament. I know we talked about this now a bunch. Uh, it would have been nice to win, but having lost it, it's sort of like the community shield to me. It's like mm-hmm. nice to win. Who cares if you lost? You got paid. To, you got paid to play. The question is, how much is this game going to hurt uh, the team here in the next couple of weeks? They have. They're playing. I don't have the tweet in front of me how many games they're playing here in the first couple months. Let me find it really quick because it was pretty recent. But it was sort of looking at, due to getting this far in the tournament, the amount of games they play. Okay, uh, making it to the finals means the Spirit play May 1st, 4th, 7th, 15th, 18th, 27th, 22nd, 27th, June 1, 4, 8, 11, and 17. Uh, on top of that, the U.S. national team players had the She Believes Cup in the preseason and also had other friendlies that didn't matter and probably didn't need to be played because they're quite a long way away from tournaments that matter. So these players are one game into the actual season, but have many, many, many more minutes on their legs 
than they should have probably in a normal season. So it will be very interesting to watch the performance of this team, which had to up to this point been amazing and and like league class. If you were up, up till up till two games ago, you look at this team like this. No team gives this team trouble. And now we get to see how does this team bounce back from failure? How does this team handle all the minutes on their legs? And, you know, get ready to rock and roll. You've got a whole bunch more games. How's how's it going to shake out? And we haven't even talked about the medical emergency that happened. That is a a big challenge. Do you want to get, do you want to touch on that? Uh, I mean, first I want to say, I think that if if there is one weak point, I think we, I think I've seen in this team, it's in the center of midfield particularly when Andy Sullivan's not out there. Um, Gabby Vincent think, uh, hurt being hurt is a big problem there. That was Chris Ward's solution to the problem, uh, and she's hurt. So that is, I think, yeah. I think well spotted. I don't think they have us. I don't think uh, Jordan, well, the Jordan Baggett not being able to play there and uh, that now and coming back from injury and some of the other players who would normally be in that spot have not performed as well as they did last year. Yeah, I think Almar was one I I, I kind of single out, um, not having a strong performance in, in my mind at least. Nope. Um, so I, I think, but um, overall, I, I think I think this team I think they'll get it together. They might it might be a little bit of a lull. I, I think it's important that there were some key players. Um, also, there was an injury I think to uh, to Al- Aubrey Kingsbury. Um, so curious to see what we'll get. What tested we'll get negative from, that. from a concussion. However, we'll see. Right, she came off. Mm-hmm. Due to, or she didn't come off. She Devin Kerr warmed up, ready to go, uh, but did not go off. She had a she had a bump on her head. She hit her head between the knee and the crossbar. So uh, yeah. hopefully she's fine. I, based based on what we know about her, if she's cleared, she'll play uh, unless she is dead. So that 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 I, I think that uh, you know you, you'd like to see. Apparently she passed concussion protocol, so we got to say that. But it looked like she was able to fight her way to stay on the field, and it looked like the trainers were maybe being like, "I don't, maybe don't, you don't need to, maybe." Uh, and then, and then the game went yeah. how it went. But what's yeah? So go ahead. But yeah, but I, I think overall, um, I think the team will bounce back. I think it's just going to be, it's just going to be a matter of, you know, collecting themselves. I think it's good that I think there, there probably were some players. I, I'm an imagining a uh, player like Andy Sullivan gets back healthy. Yep. Kelly Hara clearly was was also playing. I think a little bit a little bit hurt. Um, so I'm hopeful they get they get some players some rest, um, and that they do have a home game against Angel City, uh, who look a lot better, but also um, uh, who are still a team that I think you got to favor the spirit, uh, especially if they fire on all cylinders and especially at home, where the uh, where they have to travel. Um, so, so, uh, so yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about the incident. I think one of the, the, the main talking point coming into this, and I, I think there've been, for me, there've been some, uh, you know, some changing opinions of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think overall, I think we've, we've talked about the refereeing performance. We've talked about a lot of things about this tournament. We've talked about the fact that this tournament has sort of compressed and bled into the regular season, which I don't think is a good thing. And I, and I think that's the one drawback of this tournament. Uh, major drawback, and I think um, a lot of that was sort of playing into what happened next in this incident. Um, if you didn't watch it, um, Jordan Baggett, uh, I believe, takes a knee to the head. I'm yep. pretty sure it's some capacity. Yep. Uh, foot, one or the other. Foot. There's there's a brief shot of her on the field, uh, very much looking like I, she most certainly suffered a concussion. Looked like a, a seizure of some part. Uh, the they call the training staff over. The training staff rushes over. Um, it, it's not a good scene. I, I think at one point she like maybe tries to stand up. They're trying to like keep her down. It's, 
it's a very a very sort of chaotic scene and it certainly felt like a while uh, and then there's sort of the image um, of the spirit players running with the uh, the the medicine the uh, the the gurney or whatever I think that's what you call it the gurney uh, with the EMTs as they're sort of as they're sort of uh, moving moving uh, onto the field uh, and it sort of you know caused a lot of stir on Twitter of a lot of a lot of players uh, the players spoke out I believe Tony Raman took the Twitter. Um, since then, there have been some people who are, you know, medical professionals who are trainers, sports trainers, who actually analyze it. And I think some guy actually put a timer from the moment of the incident to when the response. And it was within, I mean, it was within two minutes. Um, so I think looking at that and the guy said, look, it feels longer than it sometimes might actually, sometimes can actually be. Uh, because it's such a, a traumatic incident, it just feels like it takes forever for, for there to be actual response. Um, I think the people out there were doing the best job that they could. I think they all responded um, in the best way that they could. Could it possibly maybe have been some things done to maybe quicken things up? Maybe there was some sort of uh, some sort of some sort of missing element that maybe we're not seeing. Uh, but I think sort of revisiting it, the sort of analysis that's sort of been done um, from video, I think does kind of maybe paint this in a little bit of a different light. Doesn't excuse a lot of the actions sort of in NWSL, um, but definitely go. I think I, I put that up on the Kindred Spirits uh, Twitter page. Go check that out. Uh, the guy, the guy there, uh, he, he claims to be. I didn't actually. I, I won't say. I will not. Did not research this whole thing. But he he gave a lot of good info. Uh, says he's a professional trainer and sort of gives gives a rundown sort of of what the response sort of is and how that goes through. And it's very insightful. Ted did not pull insightful. his license number. Uh, yeah. from the from the paramedics <laughs> database. Yeah, I, I I I agree. I think everyone everyone saw it and felt the same way. And then people who actually do this for a living said, maybe you don't know what you're talking about. I think the thing that I think was the most hard for me to understand was like them saying paramedics don't run. You don't want them having a high 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 heart rate when they're trying to make decisions or ascertain things. I was like, I mean. They gotta run. They gotta run like fifty feet. Hopefully, they're still making the same decisions. And hopefully, the heartbeat hasn't gone so crazy there. If, if so, maybe some some shuttle runs are in the future. But th- all that aside, she's been released from the hospital. I think as of the seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't. You know, it's a looks like a concussion, right? I think that's probably what mm-hmm. it is. We don't know for anything for sure. So I don't know. This this certainly shouldn't be this long as she was out for for surgery previous in the year. But hopefully, she can make a quick recovery. Because the team needs her. Uh, and also because, you know... The, the other thing that people were talking about the game was it is a threat to player health and safety to hang a financial carrot out uh, in front of them like this uh, in, a, in a preseason game, right? Like in what is a preseason tournament, all because about sponsorship money. And these players are going to run through a wall because they have a chance to make 10% of or 20 or 30% of their annual salary in one game. So that's not really necessarily giving you the best product uh, based on the time of the season, the schedule, con- the schedule condensation, con- not condensation, compression. Uh, and I'm not just saying that in Sour Grapes because the Spirit lost, but I just think that this game could have been, I don't even know that you could have gotten who the final was and then play it later. Play later in the season. Like, get get yeah. the semifinal out of the way, and then once the season starts, the season starts. And then you play this game as a set piece uh, in the middle of the season. 
What's, yeah. what's the difference? There's no difference. So I, I, I mean, there may be there may be some consideration of you know the window probably also for yeah like international a, window who's going to be available, all of those things. I, I've almost come to the conclusion. I, I think they need to. I, I think this wouldn't have been as bad. I think what you do maybe next year is you ditch. I think you ditch the group stage. Yeah, at least you did. Sorry, you were showing. Is that negative? I am. I am. I continue to be invincible. COVID (laughs) cannot touch me. Um, But I. I I think. I think next year. I think you look at this and you say, let's make this a straight knockout tournament. We're gonna seed the teams based on regular season finish. The top teams get buys. You know, if you have an uneven amount, you figure it out. You kind of figure out how to do it, and you just play a straight knockout tournament all the way through. And then you don't have this group stage. You don't have all these games. I, I think if – and I think next year, play the group stage. Figure out a way to do two – if you're going to do a group stage, do two groups. Top two teams go to the final. You play the final, you're done. Like, that's it. Like, I think that's another way to – you know, the semi – I think the semifinal and final was where I think maybe some – there were some interruptions in, in kind of how this all went. And I think – you gotta if you're gonna do it preseason, you gotta compress it down, and it's gotta be done before the preseason before the season actually begins. Um, instead of weaving this in, and I think I think we've seen that uh, we've seen that here. Uh, the, these these are good teams. There there certainly is some depth there, but the depth gets thin pretty quickly. Uh, and like like you said, you're 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 hanging some sort of financial carrot out for some of these players, and asking them to to go out there and, and run against the wall. And you know, I I think you saw. Um, I think you saw Chris Ward be very cautious about how he rolled out his teams and, and rotation. And then we got to like the semifinal and final and it was like, and also the opening game, like you can't do that. And so it was very much between a rock and a hard place. I'll be very curious to see what the lineup looks like. I think there are going to be some injuries obviously to come out of this. Some maybe we don't even know about. So I think it's going to be some rotation that's going to be going on, but I'll be curious to see kind of how he manages this season because now he's got to get his team healthy. Uh, and he's got to figure out a way to rotate minutes, um, and it's it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a grind. We could see this team maybe struggle a little bit out of the gate uh, because of this. So, which will be so oh. stupid. Yeah, <laughs> which it will, will be. Which will suck, and I will hate it because I have already, you know, from the start have been like I don't really get it. But that's that's all right. We've got a long enough season, and this team just because they played one game of offensively dour soccer against OL Rain. And then because they basically were just, you know, not really not Benny balling it, but we're just we're just like uh, sheer white knuckling this game to the best of their ability to try to move it forward. Aside from the goal from Hatch, uh, I don't think that forebears anything for the rest of the season. I think we can, you know, maybe this game against Angels. The problem is they're playing Angel City at home, which is a game you probably like. Angel City did win their opener against North Carolina in sort of a very formidable atmosphere but then they lost one nothing against orlando who the spirit have handled after an initial an initial uh all you have to do is remember uh the the challenge cup situations with ashlyn harris but then three days later they go to portland so you got to figure out and then three days later they play in orlando they play in tacoma or in seattle so like you gotta you gotta pick your spots here i think I, i think if you're chris ward you protect your top players in this Angel City game and hope that you can get the job done at home against the young side. 
uh, and with without maybe giving 90 minutes to your top three attackers. Hope ba- maybe Bailey fights from the start instead of Ashley, uh, Ashley Sanchez. And then in- instead of having Bailey come on for the last 15-20, you have Sanchez come on for the last 15-20. But that game against the, the Portland and O.L. Reign games to me are much more important for for sort of where this team is as it, as it seeks to repeat. Angel City, you'd hope that they could they could find a way to get three points without their their first choice eleven. So it comes at the right time. In the version of those three, that's the one you want after the the, the challenge cup that they just had that they just went through. Yeah, it's going to be a it's it's going to be. I think we're going to learn a lot about this team. I think we've we've seen the. I feel like this in this challenge cup, we've seen the absolute highs of like how good this team can be um one one thing one interesting thing is i felt i felt the press was less there in the semifinal and the final they were not pressing as much as they used didn't to. have the legs for it i don't think yeah <laughs> yeah and i i think that is when we've seen this team be effective is when they bring that press they're able to dispossess teams they're able to create sort of opportunities there were still flashes even in that north carolina game where when this front three this front three you know if it has has an incredible synergy to just make just absolutely like read each other's minds it's like it's like watching a watching a team that just knows where they're going to be they know they have they know where they're going to play you know Ashley Sanchez when she receives the ball knows where Trinity Raman's going to be and knows where Ashley Hatch is going to be literally without having to look and they can just go off feelings and, and they can go off that sort of movement and that's something I think you know it, it, as long as we still get to see it as long as those players still remain healthy is going to be a fun thing to watch this season so I think they'll be fine I think they'll be near the top um, even after this huge stretch uh, before the first international break I think they'll be near the top top of the league and I think if they manage this and they and they sit top. Uh, I think it would be you'd be hard pressed not to pick them as favorites for for the for the NWSL championship. Um, yeah, for absolutely sure. So. No, I, this game did not change that. I don't think it's just can they make it through? And I think that they, you know, I'll be excited to see what happens on Saturday. It should be yeah. a, it should be a game that they. We'll make a prediction here based on based on what we don't we don't know yet. I don't believe there's been media availability. I'll try to hop on it this week. Uh, for you know this. Not really of matter to our listeners. This next two weeks are like the most crazy weeks of my year, uh, so we'll we'll see how much of the 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 moonlighting podcasting stuff I get to do uh, that I normally do. But uh, I think that based on not knowing who's available on Saturday, but also sort of the depth of this team, I would I would wager a bet and say that Spirit can still come through here and win two nothing. I'm gonna go one nothing Spirit. I think, I think they I think three they points anyway. Solid. Yeah, three points regardless. I, I don't think you're going to see the offensive offensive juggernaut in this game. So I'm going with I'm going with one nothing. But we'll have to see. It's going to be a fun a fun week of soccer. Fun week of soccer all around. We got Open Cup. We got more in WSL. We got MLS. Always. Uh, this is the most uh, wonderful time of the year. Also, if you're a DC fan, Washington Capitals playoffs who just blew a two one lead with two minutes left and all they had to do was just keep it out of the net. That sounds so. like the capitals that I used to pay attention to in the playoffs. Oh it's 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 the cap it's it's the capitals uh circa except for like two thousand eighteen and the rest of the time yeah that's based is basically how it goes. But um uh, no expectations. No expectations this year. So they win this series they've literally beaten any expectations. Alex so. Morgan scored four goals uh in her game <laughs> against Gotham. So that's notable. Uh, she's not Gotham. Gotham. If there's one team that looks like 
they they might be the they might be the FC Kansas City or Kansas City uh, this year. It might be it might be Gotham. They just do not look uh, do not look strong. Yeah, I don't know who else is going to be right. Racing Louisville still hasn't improved the team too much. Uh, aside, I think they traded for Jess McDonald, but other than that, who I believe tore her ACL in the preseason, so I think, I think, yeah, they, she did. Uh, so yeah, I don't really know who the weak team is. It might be, it might be Gotham, despite sort of, you know, the moves that they thought they made in, in the in the postseason and Carly Lloyd retiring, but it's not the spirit, and <laughs> uh, that's that's for sure. Casey Curran is o two and o so far but they also made it deep in the challenge cup as well they made it to the semis against north carolina so we'll see i'm 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 excited for three points this weekend and then a quick turnaround we'll be able to probably have the pot when did i say three days after we should be able to have a podcast between then and the portland game to be able to review that and preview the portland game so uh stay tuned to that i think now as i said in united 96 jason anderson has moved on from black and red united and i believe will no longer be doing plex weather so that, I know I listen to that that Washington Spirit show. So if you're looking for a Washington Spirit dedicated podcast <laughs> and you want to tell your friends another podcast they can listen to, this is the one. Uh, you, we normally have player interviews. This will continue. This this uh, I've talked to some folks of the team. This sort of crazy week periods that they're having here now uh, mean that they're sort of limiting media availability, understandably. So go get nine points in these three games, and then uh, I hope to have. Uh, some of the players on the, on the podcast for you to listen to and enjoy in the coming weeks and months. Yep. We also, we did get a question on our, uh, on our discord about the referees, but I think we kind of, we kind of talked about it. A Who was bit. it? Let's, let's make sure we, we share the name. Yeah. It's P town, P town hiker um, says uh, what kind of investment is necessary to improve the quality of a fishing? Is it training better pay for interbase referees? Uh, also, how does a referee maintain control of the si- control of the game? What are the decisions evolved? Uh, no, I asked this last question knowing that one of you does some refereeing at a youth level. One of us. I, Which one yeah. of us? <laughs> I, I'll, be, I'll tell you, be honest. So to answer that question, I, I will tell you the most important thing you can learn when being a youth soccer referee is de-escalation. And I've seen plenty of you, plenty of young referees that I, I had one referee, you know, tell another coach to to shut up. And I've always found you you will always look like the better person. If you just kind of t- they start yelling you at over something and you're just getting them to calm down, you always look like the better person. Um, and there, there's certain there's certain tricks you can get to to do that. Um, as far as NWCL question, I mean, as far as the referees, um, I think first of all we talked about a VAR. I think would make a huge difference. Um, I think I think what we are seeing right now in American soccer is we I I think overall the top the top level you're talking about the top referees, the guys that are in MLS generally. Things are so, 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 so much better than they used to be. Unbelievably better. Go watch some of those like early MLS games, those mid-2000s, 2005. There was some horrid, horrid refereeing that went on down there. The, the pro, as much as people criticize them, has done a very important job, I think, of professionalizing the referees. I think it has improved the top level. So the top level guys you see it in, unfortunately, in MLS games, and that's that's not a good thing. The biggest problem right now is that depth wise, once you get past those top guys, it drops off dramatically. Not 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 uh, not unlike an MLS roster. Um, you've got your top three, four, five, you know, DP level referees, guys that are top level. You know, that there's there there are more referees now you can mention that are good referees. 
So they're also uh, uh, blocking their own referee members of uh, unionizing. Yeah, which is that's what, another thing too. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, you 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 want to get better referees. You pay referees better, even if you get some some crap. You at least pay them better. You hold on to potentially good referees. Uh, I would also say at a grassroots level. Maybe be nicer to the fifteen-year-old kid who's refereeing your 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 son's soccer game. I will say, as a referee, if if I look at five years ago when I was doing this in college, versus how, what I'm doing now, you get the occasional bad referee. But I think there has been a dramatic improvement in how referees, at least in my area, I'm sure it's not universally around. But Richmond, I remember going out to games, and I remember like rec games. I would not know whether I would have a coach that would think this was the World Cup. And genuinely, most referees, they might have like a question or two. They might have a tiny little outburst where they're just like, what was that call? Um, but overall, the treatment of younger referees of of sort of on the youth level has gotten a lot better. And I am hopeful it's going to take time. That's a generational thing that takes time then to grow some of those referees up. And so it, it's going to be a it, it's going to be a long performance. This is. Pro is not something that's just going to change refereeing overnight. And I think people have that expectation of it. It's going to take a lot of generational type of changes. Uh, you know, old guard players like your Ted, your Ted, uh, your Ted uncles uh, going, your Robert Sabigas, you know, kind of going, going away and, and allowing sort of younger referees to take stage. And I think we have to be kind of patient with that. Um, I think it is getting better. I think even on the NWSL side, I think there's been, there's been some marked improvements. I think, the situations we saw in the, I think the situations we saw in the championship game could have been alleviated if there was an assist, a, a video assistant referee. I think you could have made the penalty call and everything. I think everybody like points to a few flash points with VAR, and this will be the last thing I know because I'm rambling a little bit too much on this. People point out VAR and they talk about the flash points. They talk about the moments that are wishy-washy and then the referee makes one decision um it's the same thing regardless of whether the referee's making that call on the field or not it's a it's and they just it gives them an extra look and i think that's a good thing and i think Vieira has improved the game and, and if I'd you want to listen and if you want to listen to ted's uh, refereeing podcast on rfk refugee network uh <laughs> join us on patreon and make sure you say i want to see ted talk for 30 minutes about refere uh, if you like, ask a referee, it'll be like they'll, they'll give you a, like a theoretical problem, or they'll send you video of a play, <laughs> and you have to say how you would call it. I think this is actually, I actually this is could be I, good. I actually met. I I have had this idea. I I am. I we just stroked our goatees at the same time. I I have an <laughs> I have an acquaintance uh, of a referee who is he's on the fringes of pro and I've met, I mentioned him, I mentioned him, you know, to, to friends and people like that. I have thought about asking him if he can, if he can be our anonymous referee. That'd be great. Um, we'll even do, I, we'll do the, we'll do the outline <laughs> that what used to do for own goal. It'll be perfect. I'd love for, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he, he might, he is, I know he is trying to get in. He is actually, he, uh, he sent a referee in an NWSL game. Um, uh, for a challenge cup. So he has, he is definitely a top level referee. Uh, he's an acquaintance. He's a he's a he's an acquaintance of mine. I wouldn't say we're we're incredibly close friends, but we certainly recognize each other. Uh, but a, a really nice guy, and I, and I wish him the best. I really do wish him the best because I think he is a, he is an excellent referee, and I learned I learned a lot from him uh, when I was coming up coming up in the ranks, and a lot of the things he has taught me are things that I have I have kept going. So, um, but yeah, if you got if you guys want to hear more referee talk, you want to hear referee's perspective on it. Uh, it'll be disappointing because you'll be wanting to me to get upset. Um, about things, and I will, I, I, I will, I will not be doing that. Um, but guys, I think this has been uh, 
the Kindred Spirits on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Uh, John is COVID free, which is awesome. So it's he gets true. to he gets to stay with his family. He doesn't have to board up. He doesn't have to get the hazmat suits out of the out of the. He doesn't have to sit garage. in his basement and watch F one on Netflix by himself for hours oh, and hours and hours. Oh, the and hours. horror! Or the horror! <laughs> oh, the horror! See, I work remote, so even if I got COVID, I'd still probably have to work. But oh, I would too. Way. I'm just talking about. I'd be over. I'd be over there. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, guys, we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye bye. All right.